0: Welcome to the Breathing God Podcast. I'm your host, Gretchen Rodriguez. One moment with God can change your life forever. And the most extraordinary way one moment where you encounter Him, encounter love, one moment when you step into the light. You know, Jesus is the light, isn't he? One encounter with him, one time of hearing his voice, of seeing something, of feeling his love, one moment with him can absolutely demolish every stronghold in our lives. Yes, There have been profound, incredible moments where people have prayed for me and I've been changed, literally changed and, and, I mean, set free in ways that are too, too deep for words. I I can think of two specifically right now, two different people when they prayed for me and it was, it's as real as if it happened yesterday, what God did in me, but most of the time when I'm truly changed, when I'm, where I go into prayer one way and, and come out a completely different person has happened when it was just God and I, you know, you're, you're set apart time with God where you meet with him and, and you have that time of transformation. It doesn't have to last long. I mean, recently over the past couple months, I've had a, Two specific instances with the Lord that literally lasted probably five minutes or less. But so, oh my goodness, so life changing that I came out of those times feeling like I was a completely different person. You were created for this, you are invited to know the one you've given your life to and who's given his life for you. You were created to know him. You know, as you've yielded your life to Jesus, he's made his home inside of you. He's made his home inside of you. That's John 14. And he is in you and you are in him. You know, in him you live and move and have your being. That's Acts 17, 28. I want you to realize there isn't a separation. It isn't like you have to go somewhere or do something special to encounter him. But I will tell you this. It does take a, it is a choice. It does take a turning of your attention to him. It does it does. You, you, excuse me while I make noise. <laughs> um, this is, you were created for this, but yes, you, know, you you have to turn inwards, but you know, I used to think that, you know, let me tell you a funny story. When I first gave my life to the Lord, I think I was about eight years old and my stepsister had asked me if i was going to heaven and i said oh nobody really knows you know it was the religious thing i didn't think you could possibly say that like only the best of us could go kind of thing and oh i wouldn't dare to presume that i know if i'll make it and she explained to me that no just ask jesus to come into your heart and we were both kids you know and we're at the roller skating rink and i remember rolling around on my rollerblades inside the the skating rink and just saying that simple prayer, God, I do, I do love you. Will you come into my heart? And I remember stopping in the middle of the skating rink because I expected a lightning bolt or, you know, the skies to open and to see Jesus descending from heaven and landing inside of me. I, I literally did. I still remember that. And I think sometimes it, you know, even in our adult brains, that perhaps we think that having an encounter with him is something like I thought it would be when I accepted him into my heart, that he would sovereignly come and just split the skies, you know, and speak to me with a booming voice. Most of our encounters, it isn't that God can't do that. We hear stories all the time, don't we, of Jesus walking into people's rooms where they physically could see him. I haven't, had that experience although I would love to but most of the time we have these momentous moments with him when we just turn our heart you know Isaac the Syrian once said the ladder to this kingdom is hidden inside of you inside of your soul you don't have to You don't have to fight everything You know today, I want to lead you um, To a door I guess I can say I Want to lead you to a door That you already have inside of you right because he's inside of you, but I want to lead you into the awareness of his kingdom inside of you So that you can experience him yourself I'm going to take us into a scripture And Help you to engage with that scripture With that word. Jesus is the living word So that you can have You can hear him yourself. You could see him yourself And we don't again. We don't have to fight Every thought you don't have to fight the cares or the busyness of mind. It is just kind of sinking deeper into your heart or where Christ dwells. I mean, He's right there in the center of your being. Um, I really, Holy Spirit, I need your help articulating what I saw the other day. I was in prayer, and I've been really um, pondering this because I want to be able to express it as clearly as I could feel it. But I saw a picture. And I saw the Lord like a big ball, like a circle of light in the center of my being. But all around him, um, extending outwards, almost like a diagram, I guess I could say, were words. I'm not saying they were coming from him, they were just extending outwards around this big ball of light, they were words, various subjects that I had been thinking about, or just, you know, the essence of me, they were, you know, even my emotions, my personality trait, my beliefs, my doubts, my strengths, my weaknesses, even family members, everything that kind of makes up me, all of these subjects were all around this huge ball of light. He was in the center of them because he's in the center of me. He is the life inside of me. He is the life inside of you. He is in the depths of you. He is in the center and the core of who you are. The core of all of who you are, right? He created you. He knows who you are and he chose to make his home inside of you. He doesn't push out um, who you are you're one with him and he's one with you and there's a merging of divinity and humanity that makes up a whole entire new creation and the more we get to know him the less we are affected by all of the humanity things It doesn't mean we stop having humanity, right? I mean Jesus came to earth as God and as a human. He was a whole entire new creation. We are a whole entire new creation. He was the firstborn among many brethren. He was he was our example of new life, new creation life. And so you know I'm okay with sinking down into this big, beautiful light and purity that is in him. I'm okay with doing that and also noticing my humanity. I don't hate my humanity. I don't push aside emotions, but all of it can bring me into the center into who he is and when i get past all of those words those things that make up the part of my humanity when i just so help me holy spirit I know I am human. I know I have emotions. I know I have a personality. I have cares. I have these things But I have something inside of me that is even more important and even deeper Than these other things. There's nothing wrong with these other things Unless you know, they're things like fear. Yes, that's wrong. We shouldn't fear Because we have love inside of us, right? God isn't saying, hate your humanity. Yes, hate your sin, but I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about just who you are as a human. He's not saying to hate yourself. He's saying, I love you. I love how I created you. When you come into this time with me and you're trying to be still and know that I am God, I am not telling you, treat your thoughts as the enemy. I believe God is saying, I'm okay with who you are. It doesn't distract me. Don't let it distract you either. Yep, you have those thoughts. Yep, you have those cares. That's fine. Now just gently move past them. Gently sink. Like you're sinking into an ocean of love. Go into that light. We just, when we move into contemplation, into the quiet knowing of who God is in us and around us, we gently move past all of those concerns straight into the light. And then suddenly, all of those parts of us, all those other parts of us, without us trying, without us striving, without us working, without us being concerned about it, all of those other cares begin to flood with his truth and his light. And suddenly, we see all of those things in clarity because they are illuminated by the light of the world. And we see a lot differently. And those things don't move us. they don't they're not as important anymore because now, we are in the light and every shadow of darkness has been illuminated. Every shadow, every lie of the enemy, every care, even the physical things we're dealing with in our body, everything becomes illuminated. Every part of our being was created to experience God. And so we we don't fight those things. We just gently sink past them. We know they're there, but it's not that important. I've heard it said before in other contemplation books. Um, you know, just like a when you see a sailboat on the water, just let it float on by. You don't have to stop and examine it. You just, yep, that's normal. Let those thoughts float by. Theophilus the recluse once said, that we descend with the mind into the heart. And that means, you know, we start by choice by our thoughts. We know we use our mind to let go of the thoughts to sink into him and into rest. He is inside of us. The greatest way into his presence is just to relax you know, like Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. Mystical things are a little bit hard to explain, aren't they? The things of God are hard to explain. But I promise once you experience the presence of God and, and, and you're okay with the, you know, it seems like it's a tension, right, between your humanity and your spirituality, your flesh and your spirit, but it really isn't. Once you come into this place of really knowing the Lord, you can say, yes, I have these thoughts, but I know the way to release them now. And it is something that we must practice over and over and over again. You know, it's kind of like I'm thinking of Peter when when he saw Jesus walking on the water in the storm and he said, yeah, call me out there. I want to walk on the water with you. And, and he, he steps out, but the moment he realized the waves were there and everything, what happened? He sank. The only way to not sink is to keep our eyes on him. And so this is what we do. When, when we're faced with life circumstances, we just simply return again and again and again into the awareness of the lord all day long we just keep turning our gaze to love we choose to agree with the truth that's in us with the power and love and the sound mind that is already ours you were designed to know him and to experience him and nothing can separate you from the love of god right but (laughs) um I can't think of the scripture right now offhand, but nothing, what can separate us from the love of God can, you know, turmoil and darkness and the depths nor height nor any other created thing can separate you from the love of God. I apologize. I don't, I can't think of the scripture offhand right now, but my point is that nothing can separate us from the love of God, but you, but what you choose to think about, can separate you from the awareness and the experience of his love. So you may not always feel that love. And and you may be thinking, yeah, I thought nothing was going to separate me from his love. Well, you're not separate from his love. Just you're experiencing a momentary um, disturbance in the way you experience and and feel and become aware of it. So I want to read to you a scripture. Um, for you to engage with, and then we're going to finish up. So right now, I just, I'm thinking again of, before I, before I do what I just mentioned, I'm thinking again of one of my favorite scriptures, my life scripture, be still and know that I am God. Just think about that for a moment. Just say it in the quiet of your heart. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. See, we make things so complicated. We try so hard to have steps and tools. But this, to me, this verse... In the simplicity of simply being in the depths of your heart is God. In this simplicity, this is where you have those life changing moments. This is where everything changes. I'm going to read to you from Matthew chapter 16, and I'm going to read in the Passion Translation. Um, let's see we'll start with verse 13 and read through verse 15 when Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi he asked his disciples this question what are the people saying about me the son of man who do they believe I am they answered some are convinced you are jesus the baptizers others say you are elijah reincarnated or jeremiah or one of the prophets but you who do you say that i am jesus asked right now just imagine that you are there with the disciples maybe you're sitting at a table eating with Jesus. And you've just come from a long a long walk. And he's talking to you and and he asks, "So what are people saying about me? Who who do they think I am?" And everyone begins to answer this and that. And then Jesus turns to you and he looks you in the eyes. And he asks you, but you, who do you say that I am? I want to encourage you. What is rising inside of you when you sit in this quiet moment with Jesus and he's looking you in the eyes? He's asking you, who do you say I am? I encourage you to sit with this as we finish the podcast. And I don't want you to intellectually think of an answer. In the quiet of your heart, as he's looking you in the eyes, what rises from the depths of your spirit, the heart and core of who you are, what rises out of you? Who do you need him to be for you today? That's who he is. Allow your heart to spill forth the beauty of who he is to you. Let go of the questions and the wondering and the what ifs and the what he may not be and what he may not have done. I want you to Look him in the eyes and tell him who he is to you. And again, this is something you're going to do as we finish here. But then I want you, when you're done with that, and maybe it'd be a great idea to even write down what's rising from your heart as the tears probably spill down your cheeks and Your heart overflows with such love as you see him looking in his eyes, remembering who he is to you, who he wants to be for you. But then I want you to ask him, who am I to you, Jesus? And let him tell you how he sees you. And write that down as well. There is nothing more beautiful than a heart completely yielded to Jesus. There is nothing more life-changing than knowing that it is not you who lives anymore. The more you get past the peripheral things and go into that light, you realize that it's him shining inside of you. That his life and his light is consuming everything about you that causes a darkness and a shadow in how you view the world and view yourselves. So I love you guys. I pray this has been a blessing to you. And please use this time going into Matthew chapter 16 and verse 15, especially. Look Jesus in the eyes. And answer the question that he's asking. Who do you say that I am? Thank you for joining me on the Breathing God podcast. If this show has ministered to you, please consider leaving a review right here. And if you think the podcast will bless someone else, please share it. You can find help for anxiety, sign up for my newsletter, and find lots of other goodies on my website. GretchenRodriguez.com